FMX Network Production. You cast me, complete me till death do us part. What's up, guys? It's Alex Gray, and you're listening to the Pulp MX Wrap-Up Show. That's all we need is more fake news, Pulp MX bullshit. It's quality, not quantity, all right, man? Welcome to the Pulp MX Wrap-Up Show. This is Dark Side from the Moto X Pod Show. This is the number one wrap-up show in the moto industry, where each week, myself and a couple guests wrap up and discuss the good, the bad, and the janky in that week's Pulp MX Show. But before we get started, I want to thank all the sponsors who've come on board. Guts Racing, Michelin Bicycle Tires, Seal Savers, and Motosport.com. I appreciate all the help and support from those great companies, so please use them and support them. Also, feel free to reach out with questions, comments, or critiques by emailing me, darkside at pulpmx.com. All right, let's wrap this thing up. I, I know zero of the references that you mentioned. I have limited space in my brain. If 10 things happen and two of them are good yeah. and eight of them are bad, yeah. he walks away with the two going, I've got these guys. No, there can only ever be one winner. Oh. Starts 92nd place every time, so I don't know. <laughs> Forkner got fucked. He owes me. I can't believe you gave me a race. That idea sucks. Yeah. I just ghosted the bike. I threw down a pretty good lap, I thought, and uh, wasn't even close to the board, but I see the 715 till Nicoletti up there. <laughs> Win and you get the ride. I know he's the lightest guy in the 450 class, and he has yet to get a whole shot. Why? Some people say I exaggerate. He's just a beauty out there. Hey, J-Mart, you need to put on this flannel and these gardening gloves and go to Lomo. Homie dicks, dips his finger in it. Straight in it. After finger-fucking the keyboard over here. <laughs> if I was in your position... And a guy did put it in, I'd be like, oh, okay, goddamn. What the hell was that? Nostril shoots. Snot rocket. Because he had his finger in his butt. Eh, Daytona sucks. I need 14 supermodels to bang. So I've been in the dark for a while. Cool story. A hot That's... girl can stick her finger anywhere. So we'll look for Mosman to not show up at some races. <laughs> Idiot. He's so fucking good. A third of people out there are smart, and the other two thirds are germaphobes. So. Do you know where the gym, you know, the, the, go to the gym. You know what the gym is? And she said, yes, my boobs jiggle more. Fucking horrible idea. It you looked, remember it, that, it though, right? It looked so stupid. You remember? Well, it looked ridiculous. Those guys look like idiots. He yeah. didn't seem creepy <laughs> or untrustworthy at all. No. Honestly, it's fantastic. And he needs a fucking haircut, too. That's ridiculous what he's got going on. He's got to cut that hair. He'd probably lose two seconds. Oh, that's bold. Absolutely not. Yeah, and I'm, I'm like pretty disgusting and i'll do some strange shit as you guys know you're taking one chip you eat it and you go for a new chip nope i would probably dip. even share it with jamie but with that pony <laughs> yeah nah nah you double dip in that i'm asking for more salsa yeah, so- welcome back to another week of the pulp mix wrap-up show as always i'm your host dark side from the moto x pod show and steve, since steve hasn't clipped me as of yet we're about to talk about this week's show but before we do i've got a couple rad guests on the line to help first up this guy finished 21st overall at Arlington with a 22-19-19 finish. He's brought to you by Guts Racing, Logan Carnow. What up, dude? What's up, dude? How's it going? It's going good, man. Uh, you told me off air you're feeling a little sick, a little congested. I'm the same, so if you guys are listening to this and you hear some sniffling, uh, if you hear me blowing snot rockets, as Travis Mark said, sorry about you. We're, we're not feeling great. But also... Yeah, dude. Also joining us, he's also a privateer, and he's been helping Logan this year. Brought to you by Seal Savers. It's Travis Del Nicky. What's going on, man? What's going on, Dark Side? Can we still call you Dark Side? Of course you can. 
Yes. You're still dark side to me. Uh, that's what a lot of people say, and I appreciate that. <laughs> I, I built that, man. I built that, and Steve's trying to tear it down. You know, he's, he's afraid of the, the competition. He knows I'm coming for him. But, yeah, dark side is fine. Uh, Logan, what do you think, man? Dark side or Jamie? Uh, dark side for sure. I don't see you as Jamie. Like, when, when somebody calls you Jamie, I'm like, who the hell are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, it, it's weird for me because, like, in my everyday life, everybody calls me Jamie. But then at the races, when somebody calls me Jamie, I'm like, what? That don't, it doesn't sound right. It doesn't work. Yeah, it doesn't work for me. They got, like, two different lives. Yeah, it is. You're right. It's two different. Yes, absolutely. I'm two different people. Not really, but you know what? Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't. I'm actually getting used to the Jamie thing, but I, I do kind of like the nickname. I like it. Uh, but anyway, hey, listen. This is a really crappy show this week with episode 495. The co-host Paul Parabinos, Charles Castellu, know next to nothing. They have. No, I know no idea what Steve was thinking. One of the worst shows I've ever heard. Maybe I'm joking a little bit, but uh, no. Travis, thoughts, man, on the, the co-host, the show overall. Uh, what would you think of those guys? Um, You know, I, actually, when I saw who the co-hosts were, I wasn't, like, that excited. Okay. Because um, usually Chuck is in by himself or, or Paul's in by himself, and um, they're not my favorite. They're not. There's nothing wrong with them, but sometimes, like, you know, it's kind of – I don't get that into it. Yeah. But I think with them together, I think they're very similar. So they actually make a good good team to be to be in studio together. So it's actually better with both of them than than just having one of of those two on, actually is how I felt. Yeah, I absolutely agree. I was clearly joking about the co host. I don't uh but what about you, Logan, man? What'd you think of Paul and Caslu? Um, I kind of agree with Travis. I uh I kind of saw a line, and I was like, eh. But, I, I mean, I think overall it was, it, was, it was a fairly good show. I mean, they're definitely not my favorite co-hosts, but, I mean, I think overall it was, it was, it was pretty good. Um, I thought it was cool hearing from Mike Mewey, kind of giving him, like, the crap about uh, the Pulp MX show uh, race and everything. I think that's uh, that sick that he's doing that. I'm uh, trying to weasel my way into that race. Being a yeah. guy, I don't know if I'm going to get in, but uh, I'm trying and trying, so we'll see. Well, yeah, it's interesting you guys have those opinions. Cause I was actually totally joking. I think Paul and Charles are great. And, and I do kind of agree with you a little bit, Travis, that like on their own, they're not as good as together. Paul from Renthal, obviously. Castley from 100%. Uh, but I think they're both very knowledgeable, and they're really good friends. I kind of liked on YouTube, Steve brought it up, they were wearing each other's brands of shirts, you know, supporting their buddies. I thought that was cool. So I thought they were really good guests. And this week, Mike Mewey from Feld, Lewis Phillips from The Future, Will Hahn, uh, who's maybe hiding somewhere, waiting to flip Steve off in the house. We don't know. Jeremy Martin from Star Yamaha. I'll call in. Uh, and I thought this was going to be a short show because, you know, again, I watch on YouTube. So at the top of the little clicker, whatever the the there's little uh, what's coming up next. Like he'll have Will Hahn in Race Tech Rant. And there weren't that many topics. So I was like, ooh, this could be a four-hour show. I could get in bed early. This would be great. And it still went five hours, uh, which, Travis, you said you were you were struggling actually this week to get through it because you were so busy. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to be honest. I finished it about 20 minutes ago. So <laughs> it's fresh in my mind. I like it. I like it. But I thought it was a great show. I thought all the guests were great. And my dad joke with Lewis Phillips being in the future fell flat. But, uh, he's you know, he's – He's in the future. He's in Europe, right? They were headed. It's two thirty in the morning, man. Uh, I use that joke a lot, and it never goes anywhere. But um, all right, overall thoughts. 
Logan on the show, all the guests, everything we got. Because Mui came on and he hinted at Monster Cup coming back. We learned there's no coverage of the Yamaha LCQ Challenge. It's not going to be on TV. The Demolition Derby, as I want to call it. We learned Steve has a gym somewhere in the house. Kenny could go to GP. So much more. Like, there was a lot of good stuff, especially in the Mui interview. I, overall, I thought it was a fantastic show. We have a lot to talk about. Yeah, I think my favorite part really was was the Mike Mui, yeah. Mike Mui part of the show. I think he gives a lot of kind of insight of like things like you know guys like me and Travis who maybe don't know about sport. And yeah, I mean, I think yeah that was definitely my favorite. But I mean, I think everybody had their had their uh, everyone was good. Yeah, yeah, I, I was surprised by Mui too because I heard Steve ask Sean Brennan about getting Mui on while we were in the press box, and I was like, huh, you know, there'll probably be some stuff in there that's interesting. But I wasn't like, oh, I can't wait. But I thought it was really very informative, and like you said, probably the most interesting interview of the night. How about you, Travis? Um, yeah, I, uh, I mean, as far as like my favorite, I, I'm gonna go with uh, Lewis. Because hmm. I just love Lewis. I love the stuff that he puts out, and I, I'm like really into the GPS. Like okay. the last the last like two or three years, I've gotten really into it. Like I I follow it probably just as close as I follow the stuff over here. So whenever he's on, like I I really like it. I I mean I even listen to his podcast and everything. So like I'm I'm a big Lewis guy. I um, like Lewis a lot also, and I again didn't really get. I haven't paid for the GP package yet. When I which I need to do. So I didn't even take that many notes on Lewis, but that once we talk about him, I guess I need to let you handle that because yeah, he's super knowledgeable and a great guy, but I'm not following the GPs yet like I need to. So we're going to get there. Let's start with Triple Crown Talk. Uh, as a privateer, Logan, before we get into the pulp stuff, how do you like the Triple Crowns? Um, I'm not a big fan of them. Okay. Um. I don't know. I think it's a lot. I think it's a bit. I think it's a bit more dangerous. Like as they talk about on the Paul show about you know three different starts. I mean in the two fifty class that's ten plus one, so say thirty three, thirty four minutes of main event versus fifteen minutes of main event. So a lot more chances for you know things to go wrong. And especially in the four fifty class, I mean twelve plus one, so that's what about thirty six, thirty seven minutes of main event. I mean yeah. that's, that's a lot. That's a lot of racing. It's a lot of a lot of chance for things to go wrong. So, Travis, you've been wrenching for Logan a little bit. A um, lot more difficult to in between motos to get a bike ready in between races, whatever they're calling them at a Triple Crown. Did you feel any extra pressure helping him out in between as far as different from a regular race? Um, I mean, not honestly, not so much because we haven't ran into any sort of fire drill. Uh, yeah. But if yeah. we had a fire drill, it would be it would be tough. You you get back to the truck, you got like basically just enough time to do like normal routine, you know, a go through, and and then we pretty much have to go back. So, God forbid we had to actually do something major, like if he crashed and we had to swap a subframe or something like that. It would be that then it would be like this sucks. Like, yeah, yeah. All right. We're so, not factoring we, enough to have an extra full race bike down. There. No, no yeah, you're we're definitely not. not. We, don't, we don't do a clutch in between every time he goes out for 15 minutes. So um, we're good. We've been good so far. But uh, <laughs> but, but if, if something were to happen, yeah, it would suck. So, yeah. Yeah. I, okay. I, well, let's yeah, listen. It would be tough. Let's listen to what they had to say. So Triple Crown, Dallas, um, I think like 450 class, there's really like three winners here. 
Jason Anderson went for the pass on Mookie in the first race and went down and then won the next two, right? So good job for Jason Anderson. And then caught and passed Eli Tomek in the third one uh-huh. and won. So that's great. He walks away going 6 one one second overall. But I think he can be like, dude, I was the fastest guy here. Yeah, right. I had that. Tomac actually was the fastest guy, won the overall. Uh, and, and, you know, obviously Anderson passing him wasn't great, but he stayed right on Anderson, and it was only 10 minutes. So if you're Eli Tomac, you walk away and you're like, man – I was all over for 10 minutes. Could have, could have probably forced the issue if I needed to, but I had the overall in the bag, so I don't need to you know, try to kill myself or him. And then I think if you're Cooper Webb, maybe you win the first one with a little bit of luck. You walk away with a third. Cooper Webb, you're like, yeah, like I had a good night. Like I'm getting better. Uh, so you feel good as well. We talked a little earlier, like Cooper Webb, he's the kind of guy that takes, you know, if, if 10 things happen and two of them are good yeah. and eight of them are bad, yeah. he walks away with the two going I've got these guys. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm there. Right. Like, in the last, the third race, third gangbang, he he didn't fall. Like, he kind of fell on the start. He kind of didn't. He got tangled up and had to, like, turn, like, left instead of right. And he was dead last, though, yeah. for sure. Yeah. And came back to fourth. And a really good ride that I think got overshadowed a bit. Three winners, kind of? <sighs> no, there can only ever be one winner. Um, but, yeah, yeah, I, I agree with you in that they're all taking something away that feel it, they it, feel they can continue to. Malcolm, too. Yeah, that's. Yeah, Malcolm probably should have won the first one or should have, could have, maybe would have. Who knows? Yeah. But, um, but, yeah, obviously they're all taking some positive. Yeah. Right? Travis, I like where Steve's head's at. You know, he take the, all, he's saying all these guys can take a positive away. But, yeah, there's only one winner, man. Um, I, and I like, I like especially what they said about Webb. Like, uh, you know, 10 bad things, two are good. That's definitely the way Webb is. He'll feed off whatever positive he can find and once he feels that way he feels like he's got everybody but yeah there's only one winner i agree with paul parabinos what about you yeah i mean i i actually think even though ja won two of the races i actually think he's a loser because he uh he really blew it on the with the pass on mookie like that was not he should not have done that. So I think now he he could be tied in points. He should be tied in points going into Daytona. Yep. And now he's six down and we're going into Eli's track. So if he had been able to, you know, win, he'd be going in this weekend with a lot less pressure. I feel like, of course, he's going to try to win this weekend, but you almost want to give Eli the gimme. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, especially yeah. over Jason. Jason's results at are, at Daytona haven't been amazing. Um, so now, he I feel like he should have he should be feeling some pressure, you know, to, to try to beat Eli or at least you know keep it in single digits. Where I don't think the pressure would have been that bad had had he been able to win. So um, as far as that, like I think Jason is a loser, even though okay. he actually was probably the best guy on the weekend. Right. I really feel like he he blew that, Did- and um, but Coop and Eli, I mean, I I think yeah, uh, Coop ha- actually has he can definitely build off that. I think that was better than a second place at Minneapolis. Yeah, um, yeah, and and then I mean Eli, I, this is an all new Eli. Like he's Scary. done everything perfect, like. Sure, he he hasn't won like he he won the race without winning a actual gangbang, but uh, I mean he he's he's been riding so smart and so perfect and like so patient. It's it's impressive to see 
how different he is right now than, you know, 2017, 2018. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you're, you're right. Um, Logan, so can you take what Steve's saying? Like, you know, and again, it's broad, right? But like, can you take them a, a win basically for each of those guys by him? Do you consider it a win that Webb got it was better and that he can maybe now say, okay, I, I've got these guys, you know, just being the way he's wired and that you, you heard what Steve said. Do you take those things as wins? Um, yeah, I mean, I do. I, I mean, if I have a good night or not even a good night, but a couple good things happen, I definitely try to focus on the, on the positives of the night. Oh, sorry about that. Um, <laughs> I'm a hot tea man. Throat's not feeling the greatest here. Understand. Um, but yeah, I appreciate I you doing this. <laughs> I under I understand exactly what he's saying there. But um, yeah. I mean, I think uh, I think I think Jay's got the title. I do. Um, oh, I think he's hot just, take. I think he's been the fastest guy of the season. I think he's. I mean, he's pretty much been the fastest guy at every race, right? Yeah. I mean, worst case, he was he would have been second if if all went well this whole season, but. Yeah, we'll see. It's uh, it's interesting. Definitely surprises this season, that's for sure. Yeah, I have actually finally let my Dylan Ferrandis uh, prediction from a few months ago go, and I am on the Jason Anderson bandwagon. So, yeah, uh, I, I agree with you actually for the title. All right, let's shift gears a little bit. Just we'll hit a couple of random things. Uh, there was a caller, Andy, that called in and said, "Hey, man, the like the program, the Supercross Night program, is getting stale." Uh, you know, he mentioned, I want Monster Girls with flamethrowers, which we have seen in the past. Uh, but, like, you know, the videos, it is kind of the same basic concept every year, Logan. Uh, you know, but I don't think a lot of fans get to go, you know, most fans go to one Supercross a year. So I don't yeah. know if that, if they go to, <clears throat> say, one, say they go to Arlington every single year, to them, is it stale? I don't know. Like, it's, I still get excited by it. I get to go to more than the average person. You go to way more than the average person. What do you think about the program? You think they need to do some things different, change something? I mean, I think it's sick. Yeah. Like, I think the uh, like when I didn't race San Diego this year, like when I uh, had a little crash and I just sat and watched the whole night show. I, I mean, I thought it was sweet. I mean, it got me excited even though I wasn't racing. I mean, I could see, I guess, if I uh, if I went to every single race as a fan and just sat in the bleachers, maybe it would get a bit stale. But I mean, if you're just an average fan going to one or two races a year. I mean, I think it's I think it's really exciting. I agree. I mean, I tend to agree. Uh, and Travis, again, I don't know that I want to see Monster Girls with the flamethrowers. I thought the flamethrowers were pitching, but I was just waiting for a Monster Girl to catch on fire. Like it's it's one false move away from you know a beautiful lady being in flames in the middle of thirty thousand people. I'm like, I, I don't think I need the flamethrowers. I mean, yeah, this is true. Um, <laughs> I actually remember listening to a Nick Way interview uh, way back, and he was talking about how the Monster Girl like had the T-shirt cannon about she like about blew somebody's head off with it. I don't know. <laughs> I just I had a random story, yeah, but yeah, I yeah. really remember that yeah. so well. It was funny. I did uh, get a lot of training. Yeah. Um. I mean, I like opening ceremonies. I think Steve touched on this, like, I don't know if it was on the show last week or the review last week, but he said something that actually disappointed me. He said that um, the guys aren't choosing their songs. That was when uh, uh, McAdoo was on a couple weeks ago, yeah, because he was asking about Maddie. Ma uh, okay, yeah, Maddie's yeah. music, yep. and McAdoo said, I don't think that we get to choose anymore. Yeah, exactly. That disappointed me because yeah, I was like, I always like, I always like to like hear the song, and then 
I, I'm a big music guy. So like, I feel like I can connect a song with a person. Like yep. it helps me become, become a fan of a guy. You know, we, we listen to the same music. I'm like, Oh, he's cool. So that kind of bummed me out to hear that. But, uh, as far as like the videos and everything, like, I mean, I've gone to a lot of NBA games and, and stuff like that. And like Supercross blows that opening ceremonies out of, out of the water. So, I mean, I think it's a little just gr- being a little greedy to be complaining about our our opening ceremonies when you compare it to other sports. I think they do a great job. I do, too. I think they put a lot into it. And, yes, I get the point. Like, it's sort of repetitive. It's basically the same thing every year, but it's still really badass. It's, it's not like it's – I mean, it's not boring by any means, at least to me. So – I, I disagree with Andy. Uh, I think they, they, you know, maybe they, maybe they could change something. Maybe they could add a little something different. But it's not bad by any means. So uh, okay, cool. Um, Paul Parabinos, uh, Logan says Jason Anderson would have handled Eli Tomac and Cooper Webb a little differently than what he did with Mookie when he was trying to make that pass, getting a little impatient. Uh, Logan, as a racer, do you see what he's saying? Because um, I, I don't know that I really. I don't know that I really I agree. I don't. I don't agree with that at all. If okay. anything, I would. The last person I would want to slam would be Mookie. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he's a big yeah, boy. yeah. No, I don't. I don't really understand where he's going with that. Did you hear Jay? Either of you hear Jason's explanation on the, at the press conference? No, but I raced that whole night, and that was a really bonehead move that he made because everybody was cutting down right there because yeah. it started getting so redded at the top. Everybody was going outside and then cutting down and then jump the next rhythm off the face of that three on the left. Right. So to go in, he went was like basically coming backwards almost at the guy. So what he said was he OJ that, uh, the triple and then, and like he said, he just like pinned it and realized almost instantly I'm going way too fast. And like at that point it was just like trying to get stopped. Like he, he owned it. He's like, I screwed up. But yeah. I, I don't think it was like, I'm going to go in here and take his front wheel out. Or, or you know, I, it sounds like if you believe him, which I'm going to go ahead and give him the benefit of the doubt, he screwed up and realized I'm going way too fast. And at that point, like, it was just try not to kill Mookie. And, you know, so, yeah. But a bonehead move, a, a dumb decision is what Paul said, and you kind of agree. So, fair enough. Uh, and Jason's been known to do that. You know, Steve and them, they touched on that. He's He's – He's had those many times, and that's one of those things he's got to get cleaned up. Uh, yeah. All right, moving Especially on. Especially if he wants, oh, to, be, uh, he wants to keep being a title threat for this year. I mean, to keep making enemies like that. Yeah. Not, not good. No, Steve always. Who knows? Mookie could freaking slam him this weekend for what he did this weekend. Sure. You know, give, give him a shitty result this weekend just based off of his decisions. Yeah, Steve brought that up, and he's talked about that time and time again, you know, that, that can always come back to haunt you, uh, you know, down the road. So you got to be careful with that. Another another general topic they asked: Do you guys think there'll be any new winners this season in the 450 class? And Mathis said maybe Webb. Uh, let's see here, Christian or Christian Castlew said Dylan if his starts are better than 92nd. Um, you guys think? Let's go to you first, Travis. Do you think anybody else is a first time or gets an, a, a new winner? Um. Yeah, I think Coop will get one. Yep. He'll he'll. You know, yeah. whether he gets a good start or however he has to get it, he'll he'll get one. I don't think he he's riding good enough. It's not quite fro ninety eight, you know. So, um, yeah, he'll he'll get one. As far as anybody else, 
Eh, they said Dylan, but I don't really agree with that. I, what about a Daytona, I mean, man? Look at that, you know, a little more outdoorsy. Yeah, but the thing is, it's, it's you know, from my experiences racing Daytona, it's really hard to pass on that track. Mm, so, true. Um, that I don't know. His starts are seriously so bad. It's 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 amazing. Yeah, uh, that he can't like even get lucky one time. So, um, and then beyond that, eh, Sexton. No, well, Sexton, no, Sexton, yeah, Sexton already got one. I mean, you you would Mookie, like maybe. to think like, yeah, Mookie maybe, um, maybe. I don't know if he's got the twenty at that speed. Right. Like, yeah, not I don't saying see he it. gets tired. But I think I don't know if he can sustain that speed and intensity for for that long. Yeah, just just like you know, not not because he gets tired, just like whether it's mentally or whatever it is. Um, and then Marv has been really like not riding well, but I would almost say Marv would be like my second bet if, if somebody after Coop, just because. You never know. He could have an on night and, and, you know, ride well. Like he did at the end of the year last year. You know, he could pull one out. Yeah, okay. But, uh, Those aren't bad. But maybe maybe Marv, I guess. But, I mean, from what we've seen so far, that doesn't <laughs> seem like a smart smart, well, uh, yeah. smart guess. But <laughs> Well, for, and, you know, you, from what we've seen so far, Dylan doesn't seem like one. But I think Dylan, Dylan and Webb are the two I'd go with. What about you, Logan? I agree with Trav. I think uh, I think I would bet a lot of money that Webb gets a win. I mean, he's just getting better and better, and then um, so definitely, definitely Webb. I, I could see Marv getting a win. I don't see Ferrandez getting a win, and I don't see Missy getting a, a win. I think uh, I mean we go to like Indy or something. Uh-huh. In fact, like technical, like a Minneapolis or something like that. I could see Marv definitely, you know, ripping a good start and and holding on for a dub. And none of you guys have any faith in my guy Dylan, but that's all right. All right that's all right. <clears throat> He'll. He'll prove me right one that of those days. Actually, a good point about Daytona, though. I mean, he could be good there. Yeah, we got Atlanta coming up. That's you know going to be you know again an outdoorish track. I mean, it's it's not outdoors. I understand that, but it's it's a little bit different. There's different factors involved in those two speedway races, you know. So uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say Dylan gets one. I'm gonna go with that. I'm gonna say Webb gets one too. But nobody really gives a shit what I think. I'm sure Steve doesn't anyway. Uh, let's jump ahead to Jeremy Martin. I know he came on a little bit later in the show, but I want to talk about him. And, uh, you know, seemingly he may not have been happy with Steve a little while back, but he came on, seems to be good, jokes about Phil, talks about his brother, makes fun of his brother. But what I want to focus on is his desire to move up to the 450s next year. Jeremy, what's your uh, eligibility status? Like, are you score 135 and you're out or win a title and you're out? Or where where are you at? (laughs) I mean, I don't really know how it would work, but I'm pretty sure if I get over that point allotment, I'm I'm pointed out. If I won the championship, I could defend, right, guys? Yeah, yeah, you could. Uh, even if you win it in like yeah, your fifth uh, year yeah, or something, though? I believe so. <clears throat> okay, you're telling me he if he wins the title, he can defend, but if he scores over 135 and doesn't win the title, he has to leave. Yes. Sounds, yeah, sounds, sounds brilliant. Seems, seems backwards to me. <clears throat> <laughs> yeah, I tell you what, boys, though. Hey, we got to get it out there on the Pulp Show right now. All you 450 managers, I'll make some phone calls. I'm looking. <laughs> okay, all right. I like it. Christian's the same way. Christian says, I'm out of there. I don't care if I win or not. And Christian can stay down. You're going to be battling with him to get a ride. And Colt. And Justin. Yeah, I yeah. Wanna, I'm ready to go, you know. I'm, right. I'm definitely ready. I mean, I've stayed down enough, and 
I've done what I've had to do to, to make a living at what I love to do. But, you know, if I can't get a ride, maybe this is my last year, you know. Um, but I'd like to do one year of 450. Mm-hmm. Um, but racing ain't cheap, boys. And, no, uh, <laughs> no, don't, don't spend your money, Jamar. Don't do that. Definitely not. Yeah, I ain't going to go as a private. I mean, I could go as a privateer effort, but I just would spend so much money. So, Travis, I'm going to go to you first. I thought Jeremy was really good. He, you know, he kind of talked about, even in, when he first came on, being gifted the podium this week. You know, like he, he was pretty open about a lot of what he talked about. Uh, but this idea of him, you know, his desire to go 450 is like he's doing it. If he can do it right, he's doing it. And he kind of even said, this may be my last year. If not, um, I thought that was pretty good to hear him say that. You know, like he's not beating around the bush. This is what I want to do. And this is his goal. And, you know, it's, it's like, you know, 450 is robust, but not as a privateer. Yeah. I mean, he, I feel like he's been saying this for a long time. That's but true. Like, and I, I don't mean that in a bad way. I'm actually a huge uh, Germa fan. But, um, yeah, yeah, I guess you got to take what you can get. But at the same time, like, I give, him a, I give him a break because he did have that bad injury and he missed a lot of time. So I think this time, I think he's, he's for real this time. I, I think he more than deserves a 450 ride like he deserves a chance for sure and i don't even think you know i wouldn't even call it a chance like i think he's just he's done enough to deserve it you know not even on a limb but um but when you look at you know if they really go through with the the colt has to move up the the j coop has to move up there's going to be there's going to be a lot of uh people looking for only a handful a couple of spots you know so it's going to be tough but i i think he and like what steve touched on you know like if he's willing to take you know a rocky mountain rider or, or moto concepts rider you know something like that there's not too many of those second tier rides that you know i think he would be open to take but if you were to take you know get one of those spots i feel like that's good because i feel like you know that's he's good enough of a rider he will get you know if he got the chance he will get on the factory ride because i think he's that good i agree uh, logan maybe they just uh star just says all right well we'll take our four 250 guys they all have to move up jeremy christian colt justin and we'll just four more 450 rides Let's move ball up. I mean, they don't seem to be afraid to add guys you know like i mean maybe they create positions for a couple of them yeah, I don't know if it's just me, but doesn't it seem kind of crazy that they're going to bump all those guys up to 450 class? That just doesn't even seem realistic. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot of guys. <laughs> yes, a lot of guys supposed to be moving up next year, and that's not good for the 450 class for the guys that are borderline. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I definitely see them maybe adding a couple more 450 spots. I mean, I mean, why not? I mean, they got enough riders already, right? Yeah, and the guys that are there now aren't. I mean, well, Eli's got the one year deal, right? I think he did a one year, if I'm not mistaken. But I think Dylan's still got another year. So, like those spots, the spots aren't those spots aren't going anywhere. I'd be surprised if they didn't create at least one or two more. Like, I'd be really surprised if they just like, all right, all four of our 250 guys are gone now. Like our four main guys are just gone off the team. I don't see that happening. Yeah, I agree. It's- so Colt is supposed to move up to 450, right? I think Next so, year? yeah. I could see him definitely keeping Colt and Christian. Okay, those two, huh? Kind of yeah. yeah. I think. Yeah, I, yeah, I, agree. Cooper, I, I don't know. I don't, I've, I've never seen anything about Justin Cooper on a 450, so I don't know. That's kind of 
I don't know about that one. It's gonna I be... agree. I think that they'll make spot for Christian at least. Yeah, I do too. I do too. Um, it's going to be interesting, man. The, the silly season this coming year is going to be mayhem. It's going to be a lot of stuff to talk about on Pulp MX. Uh, you guys know all about Michelin motorcycle tires from listening to Pulp MX. Of course, Randy Richardson, Michelin Starcross Fives. Michelin Bicycle Tires is a proud sponsor of this Pulp MX wrap-up show. And in 1891, Michelin patented the first detachable bead pneumatic bicycle tire. To this day, Michelin continues to innovate and produce world-class podium finishing products for both road and mountain bikes. If you'd like to ride the same Michelin bicycle tires as mountain bike legend Cam Zink and the 2019 EWS champion Sam Hill, visit bike.michelin.com for all the info on their all their different tires, such as the Mountain Wild Enduro, the E-Wild Series, the uh, Power Road Road Series, the BMX tires, they're all there. They all kick ass. Check it out. All right, Logan, you talked about Mike Mewey from Feld, and he gave us a ton of information, as I said, to chew on. Let's listen. I can't believe you gave me a race. I can't believe it. I can't either. Yeah, Paul can't believe it. Nobody can believe it, Mike. <laughs> We're excited, man. I think it's going to be really good. We're getting a starting gate. We're getting flaggers. We're getting everything. <laughs> Yeah, our plans are due the whole nine yards. I like day races. I like the regular format. Like, I'm good with all of this, but Mike, what do you think, Mewy? Yeah, I mean, I, I think there's benefits to both. So the day races are good, um, you know, not just for us in the industry that, that normally get to leave earlier, uh, but also for the fans. We see a, a, a pretty significant uptick in families attending, um, which, you know, we, that's important. You know, the night races, though, that's super cross. And, you know, I'm, I'm pretty partial to the night races, opening ceremonies, pyro, lasers, yep. under the lights. You know, it, it's the big show. I think we got five this year. I'd have to count. But um, day races, I think that's perfect. Put your racer slash fan hat on for a second. And what do you think of Triple Crowns yourself? I mean, we a lot of talk about them. And, again, I like them. No racer or team I've spoken to really likes them that much. It's a chance to see, um, you know, the fastest 22 all night long. You get to see sprint speed, which we don't always get to see during main events. I like that we're at three. Yeah. Um, I, I don't expect to expand from three. Is it safe to say, though, you get you hear criticism from teams and riders? Is that safe to say on their end? Um, I mean, it, yeah, but it, not not across the board. Right, right. Um, you know, there's there's quite a few that likes them. Like them, I, I think it all kind of depends. Like anything, um, you know, what what that rider's perspective is and where their strong suits are. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So it's it's like talking to, to four riders about whoops, you're going to get four different answers. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah. I'd be fine with one or two. Um, right, and I still think the format can be refined and be even better. I I I for one don't love that one good lap gets you into the main event I, I i don't like it all right travis a lot of a lot of information from you there just kind of i crammed it all together a lot of stuff he hit on uh I, i'm not a fan of the day races myself i don't like them very much uh i think five's too many but the we learned a lot of stuff in that what did you think about mike Mewy as a guest that's the first time that's the first time i really remember him being on he may have been on in the past uh, but he gave us so much stuff, like I said earlier. Like I just thought his interview was great, with just full of information. Yeah, it was a good interview, and he brought up some good points, and um, you know, good points about the triple crown, and you know, I mean, all you know, he like you said, he touched on a lot of topics. But um, yeah, Logan said it was his favorite interview earlier, but it wasn't really my yeah. necessarily my favorite. 
Um, but he, he did bring in, you know, bring up some good uh, points and, and uh, Paul, I don't know if I necessarily agree on what Paul said about the triple crowns there. Oh, really? And, and about, what he said in that little clip. One good yeah, luck. Yeah, I, I don't feel like. Yeah, how, I don't. I don't feel like it should be changed or whatever. You know, it is what it is. I guess. Um, I think it's fine how it is, and I don't think having one or two would be a good idea either, because then it's kind of too random. You know, yeah. at least having three is like just the right amount that it's not like this random one-off race. You know, it's actually a thing. Um, but I agree. I actually think three is perfect. Like, okay. like what Mewie said, there's no plans to change that. And I think that's a good thing. All right, Logan, what about you, man? You got in this weekend to a triple crown. You got into the, the 450 mains, the races, whatever they want to call them. What do you think about that? What Paul said with the one good lap getting you in the main is not the best idea. I, basically he likes you to have to race it to get into the main. It seems like, uh, where do you stand? Um, I think, I think the, I think it's good actually. I mean, it gets to the top 18 fastest guys in, I would say. And then, you know, if you don't get into the top 18, if you're a good racer, then you should get into the LCQ. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, yeah, but I think if it was just racing, I mean, who knows? I mean, some things could happen. Sometimes, you know, top 40 guys don't make the main events because of, you know, fluke little accidents in the races. I think the practice just kind of gives all the best guys the opportunity to get in the races. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, coming from a guy that got in, I, I see why, why you have that opinion. That's a, that's a, not, you know, I, I don't get to race. So as, as a fan, the only thing I have, the only problem I have with the Triple Crowns is the LCQs are not on TV, you know, and the night show. They should be. Um, I think that's pretty unanimous as far as most fans would like to have them. Uh, I question Yeah. Them. Go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say, yeah, that would have been cool. And I'm getting some TV time getting in one of my first 450 main events. It would have been cool, but yeah. We can always go back and watch on the Peacock, I guess. But one thing is tough, though. Um, so basically, they're sprint races. So, I mean, everybody's going as fast as they possibly can. When I got lapped, dude, I was just in the way. Oh, yeah. there was just guy. There was just guy after guy after guy after guy. Like, dude, when I got lapped, I mean, my race was pretty much over because the guys just kept coming. Nobody was really spread apart that much. So, I mean, that was a bit tough for myself, but. Yeah, I think Cade talked about that maybe last week or one of the somewhere he talked about that too. Like, he, yeah, maybe, maybe I think somebody called in and said like, uh, maybe if you're lapped twice, they should just throw the black flag and you got to pull off. And Cade actually was like, yeah, I'm, I'm okay with that because once once that happens, like you say, you you're in the way because you you slow down and have to be more aware of what they're what's going on with those guys coming and they just never stop coming. So. Yeah, uh, that'd do, be pretty embarrassing to get a black flag. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. Like, <laughs> if you get the black flag, you're gonna be like, "Fuck my life." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do kind of question what Mewie said about seeing more families at a at a day race, because I mean, most of the races are night races, and I see tons and tons and tons of families. So I don't know where how they base that. You know, is it just because somebody buys six tickets instead of two? Because I don't see people in the pits saying, okay, here's a family, here's a family. You know, I'm kind of wondering where he gets that info. That'd be interesting to find out because I'm not sure that I buy that, that more families go during the day than at night. I mean, it, and it may be true, but I, I just, I'm not sure where they're getting that from. Uh, be like, I'd like to hear that. Travis, I don't like that as of right now, there's going to be no camera footage of the Yamaha LCQ 
Challenge Demolition Derby at Denver on Friday. Like, we have to find a way to get this thing. Even if, like Steve said, he brings somebody in to Instagram it live. I mean, if you, if you have to bring in six or eight people with shitty iPhones and put it on personal Instagrams and you have to watch each one to see different sections, I want to see this race. I don't care what it takes. I want to be able to watch this. Oh, 100%. I agree. Like, it's going to be a scary race to be in because yeah. you might die but <laughs> but it's yeah. gonna be awesome <laughs> and uh yeah we gotta see it well f- he'll figure it out somehow so he's not gonna let that thing go unseen you know no nope. but uh i volunteer I'll, if he wants to get me to denver because as of right now um, i'm out on denver but if he wants to get me to denver i'll bring two phones and instagram from the moto x pod show and my personal account we'll figure it out so yeah <laughs> let's do it uh Logan, how about him talking about possibly coming back to Vegas, uh, even maybe Vegas Motor Speedway? Be cool to come back to Vegas, but I don't think, like for me, Vegas should be the finals. I don't think you have the finals at a Motor Speedway, but maybe I'm wrong. What do you think? I definitely think, I mean, regardless of where the race is held in Las Vegas, I definitely think there was just something about, cool about having the, the finals in Las Vegas. Yeah. With the, with the monster after parties and the pool parties on Sunday, it's kind of just everybody and their brother just letting loose and having a good time. Um, I mean, actually Salt Lake last year, you wouldn't really think, but we actually had a good time in Salt Lake on Saturday night. But, I mean, definitely Vegas is, Vegas is where it's at. Yeah, I had a pretty good time in Salt Lake City also, but I don't remember my phone ringing from you, Logan, so I probably didn't have as much fun as you did, and I don't know what's up with that. (laughs) I'm sorry, bro. We weren't as tight. Do I? I Yeah, oh, okay. We weren't as tight. That was cool. Fair enough, fair enough. Steve also, well, okay, Mewy kind of hinted that the Monster Cup might, he didn't really say it might be coming back this year, but he he just sort of made a hint, uh, stay tuned. So that'd be cool to see Monster Cup come back. The next topic I want to talk about, though, is Steve bringing up the long-time topic of revamping the 250 class. 250 class. I know this is more of an A&A, AMA rule thing, and, and it's, oh, it's more like manufacturers. But I, I think it needs a revamp. I'm moving up, getting the guys in. Who can race it and, and how long and all of that. Does it make sense to stay regional? Does it? Do we go national? Yes. You know, what, what are our options there? I think we got to get these guys out of there. We had a caller, uh, Mike, that said that we should make one coast three years and up uh, a factory. So if you're three years in the class and up, you got to race the West Coast. If you're a kid or under three years or four years, you can make whatever number you want. You have to race the other coast. So we still have coasts. So we still have more jobs for mechanics and for riders. But we do separate age and and, and all of that, which I think. Experience, yeah. I think experience and age class. is a huge thing. Yes, a rookie class and a veteran class in the 250 class. That idea sucks. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's an interesting concept. Why do you want to get them out of the class so fast? Like, we're about to have four or five guys graduate and flood the 450 class, so we have so much talent. And now, to me, I think the 250 class is going to become, well, a, a, like, there's going to be five good guys, okay, but and then it's going to be natural, like guys that don't even score points outdoors. Natural progression. Well, there'll be weak classes and strong classes. We go Why up can't and down. we just have two classes? Two national classes, two pro classes. You mean a come 250 class? Yeah. Come well, and ride a 250, come and ride a 450. It's not we a get problem. The 40 we best have, athletes we in have every a, main event. We have a lot of regional teams that just have the budget to do the eight races, the solitaire guys and, and you know, these other different teams. And they're not going to be able to do a 17 race series. All right. You guys are perfect to cover this particular topic. 
when when that caller called in, I think it was last week about like separating the 250 class into like quote unquote almost like a rookie class and a vet class. I was like, well, then okay, say the West Coast people, they never get to see Christian Craig or they never get to see the the guys, the vets or whatever. But honestly, I guess the way it is now, that could happen. Christian could ride the East Coast every year if you want, if it worked out that way. So I don't really have a set opinion on that topic. But Logan, you're you're currently you're mainly a two fifty guy. Like, where do you stand on this? Like, regional, national, changing things up. What are your thoughts? Honestly, dude, if if you were to look at the two fifty East and the two fifty West right now and combine them together, that class would be brutal. Yes, it would hand hands down be more difficult to like make a night show than the four fifty class. Like, way, way, way. And I, I think you'd actually see a lot of people quit racing <clears throat> um, because it'd be tough for most guys to make a night show in the 250 class. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think it's good how it is. I mean, I'm doing pretty well with how it is. <laughs> yeah, so yeah we, it works we, for we, you. If they want to start kicking guys out, if they do good, that's fine with me because I don't think it'll ever affect me. <laughs> You'll never get to that. that. I kind of like the idea of a set, a high points limit, like whatever he said, 700 points or whatever it was. I mean, because like, yep. yeah, a lot of guys were never going to get there. Um, and as far as a national 250 series where they race all year long, that would be for a guy like you. That would probably be pretty difficult, right? I mean, I mean, well, you're doing all you're racing 450s anyway. But would it be more difficult if it was a national? If you raced all all the rounds? Yeah, I definitely think you'd see a lot of like the smaller teams not want to do the whole series. Yeah, like I'm, a team solitaire, etc. Yeah, like when they have to drive their semis around the, you know, the whole USA versus you know just half of the country, I think it would be really tough for, for smaller teams like that to, to get around all the races. Yeah. Travis, what about you, man? You're got, you haven't had quite the, as much success as, say, Logan has. Um, but, you know, you're, you're a hell of a great racer. You're fast. And um, I would think if it was a national-type series where there's, you know, instead of eight, factory quote-unquote guys or 16 that would be pretty detrimental to a guy like you yeah for sure like um it's it's a tough you know it's a tough subject to yeah find a way to make everybody happy because for a guy like me you know if it were ev- you know everybody combined it would be very difficult for me to even like race but even you know because it was good because I was able to chase a whole series, you know? Yep. So, because it's split. And that that makes it a lot more enjoyable, you know, when you're chasing the series and you're just hopping in or out of, you know, races here and there. So, for me, it was, you know, that was awesome. And then, also for me, I would, you know, I only ever made night shows. I never made a main event. But at the same time, like... I probably would have made not nearly as many night shows if it were combined. And, you know, for, for me, like those are going to be like some of the, you know, best times of my life, you know? And, and, uh, so, you know, that's, it's a tough thing, you know, no, you can't base it off of a, of off of a little guy like me, you know? So it's a lot lot bigger picture than that. They don't care about a guy like me, right? at the same time, you know, in that way, it's really cool for, for a guy like me, you know, there's a ton of guys like me. Yeah. Um, and, uh, 
but as a professional, you know, a professional standpoint on the series as a whole or growing the sport or whatever you want to call it. Um, uh, I don't know. It's good how it is. I think still, even, even from a big point, because I think every series you get the, you know, it gets drawn out. So like, Last week in Minneapolis, it was awesome to have a new series. It brought some new life to the you know series. Whether you're having a good close championship battle or not, it still is something new to look forward to midway through the season. And then you get the East West shootouts, and that's something that's also exciting, you know, to look forward to. Right. That you wouldn't get if the series was combined. And no matter what in this sport, you eventually get, you know the results get predictable. So I think having the shorter series is series, I guess <laughs> <laughs> series, um, <laughs> <laughs> the shorter series. Um, it keeps, you know, it keeps at least one thing exciting. You know, one of the series are more than likely going to be close. There's going to be some sort of drama where, you know, you look at the, the motocross championship and sometimes we get lucky, but a lot of times, by the time we get to the last round, both series are pretty much wrapped up or, or there's not a lot of drama. So I think having the split series kind of allows for some more of that. Okay. All right. Um, let's move on to a caller, Ash, uh, from, I believe, from Australia. He called in. Yeah, he was from Australia. He called in to discuss the jet generational thing. He says, you know, Ash kind of like, yeah, I think he still has a long way to go. Uh, but the way he moves on the bike, this was his t- his um, thought. Pro- thought was that the way he moves on a bike is so impressive. Like like he's <laughs> obviously going to be something very special. And Mathis said, "Yeah, he's amazing, but he's no RC and Stu." Paul Parabinos also kind of touched on that. Said like those guys, RC Stu did not lose. I tend to be on the ba- on the train of he's going to be an elite guy. He might in the end be one of the greatest that's ever done it hard to say he has that ability but yeah the generational i'm out on travis as of right now he he loses he makes too many mistakes uh bonehead moves like this weekend you know again he he with austin obviously that was he made a mistake he you know was winning through the whoops made the kind of got all cattywampus as we like to say and almost died and then hit the tough block and caused a big problem you know like kind of like Jason Anderson, making bad decisions. He's not generational at this point in my mind. Where do you stand, Travis? I couldn't agree with you more, honestly. I, no doubt, Jet is a great rider. He's He is probably the best rider in the 250 class right now, <clears throat> at his best. But you still see him make, you know, and I get frustrated, like, when I hear Jay. JT has said this a lot where he's like, I can't believe like how mature he rides or whatever. I don't really agree with that. Like maybe, yeah, he had a great summer, I guess. But like when you look back at, we have not seen like necessarily a ton of maturity in supercross at all. Like when you look at last year and then, you know, the year, like his whole supercross career, we haven't necessarily seen like that's rock solid maturity, like that, that sometimes he gets connected with. I don't think that that's necessarily uh, true. You know, um, he does make a lot of mistakes, but as far as raw speed, talent, like, yeah, I do think he is 
above everybody else in the class. But uh, as a racer, he's I don't think he's quite there yet in Supercross. Yeah, Logan, I would agree with Travis. He's a little impatient at times and has some things to learn, and I think that will come with maturity. Uh, but do you see him long-term, Logan? Not right now, not what they were talking about, but long-term. Can you see him being like a generational guy, a guy that five, ten years after his career, we're talking about like we do RC and Stu as a guy that just changed, changed the sport a little bit? Um. I mean, yeah. I mean, I could see it. I think the, the kid is unbelievable to yeah. watch ride a dirt. Yeah. I mean, I don't. I I think it's almost hard on the day like like the days are now to compare them to like a stew or RC because I think times have just changed. Like you're never ever ever going to see somebody that comes out in you know 125 at the time main event and be four seconds flat faster than everybody else. <laughs> right. Times are just not that now. But I mean. He does make some childish moves sometimes, but I, I mean, I actually watched him quite a bit on um, on Saturday in Arlington, and there was a lot of times he could have made a pass on somebody and was really really patient, and just waited till till the right time to make a pass. So, um, it's just I situational. Think yeah, I think sometimes his age shows, but I think at the same time, I I can see him uh, see him being really really good. Yeah. Oh well. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, his whoops like. That that video of him before him and Austin got together going through the whoops yeah. on the bike is like at almost a ninety degree angle. Yep. Like the dude is so lucky he didn't get ejected at that speed. I mean, hell, he's lucky the way him and Austin crashed. Like, there's a lot of guys that were lucky. Him falling out of the sky, RJ falling out of the sky. Like those guys could have been hurt so much worse. So lucky, but yeah, he's. I'm not on generational just yet. Sorry, Daniel Blair. Uh, we'll give it some time. But uh, Guts Racing, Guts Racing is generational, and they were established in 1990 as a premier off-highway seat manufacturing company, offering high-performance seat covers and foam for motocross, supercross, and off-road competition. Guts Racing has worked with every top rider at some point of their career, from Steve Lampson to McGrath in the 90s, Ricky Carmichael and James Stewart in the 2000s, and today with Rockstar Husky, Pro Circuit Kawasaki, and many more. If it's style performance you want, you've come to the right place. Check out GutsRacing.com for info on the many products offered, such as the Phantom Light Seat Foam. All right, Travis, I didn't have a whole lot of notes on Lewis, as I told you about Lewis Phillips. <clears throat> Other than the, them saying that, like, they could see Kenny going to race GPs, that kind of stood out to me. Um, I find, I, like, I just, like, in my mind, I've never been overseas in Europe, but the, the idea of going to all the countries they go to and racing on some of the shitty tracks, I find it hard to believe that Kenny would want to do that, but what the fuck do I know? I want you, though, just since you're a Lewis fan, what was your highlight? What was your favorite part of Lewis? Um, I just I just like the way he analyzes, you know, the races and stuff. He you can tell like he is just such a fan of the sport and like he's I just I really like how he covers the sport. Like uh, I love his all his passion is stuff. awesome. Yeah, yep. Yep. I mean the fact that he was on the show at 2:30 in the morning <laughs> multiple times. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, I wouldn't say like there's a part of it that necessarily stands out, but I just really like listening to what he has to say. You know, he, he, he does a really good job of like getting inside, you know, in, in, you know, scoops on stuff yep. and, um, you know, I'm waiting for him. I don't know if you saw the tweet about, he's got some info on Kenny. I, I'm waiting for him to drop that. I did see that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I really like to hear, you know, well, what, what he's got, but, uh, the, as far as like, 
Kenny, the Kenny to GPs thing, I would be shocked if he did that because I don't know. He just seems happy here. You know, he seems yeah. happy with, with Courtney Content. and they have like a good thing, everything, everything. Um, but I don't, I don't know. You know, it's really, there's so many questions about Kenny. You, you don't really, you, you, you can only guess, you know, until, until there's some straight information from Kenny himself, anything you, you say about Kenny is just a guess, I guess, you know, because <laughs> you, you got, I got nothing, you know, I don't know what to expect yeah. this weekend. I don't know what to expect at the end of Supercross. I don't, I, I don't know, you know, well, it's so hard to say. We got, but, more to, um, go ahead. But yeah, I just I just like Lewis. I love the GPs. You know, it was I don't know if you watched the race or not, but I mean, was it as exciting as last year? No, with Hurlings and and Fever out right now. I guess it, it wasn't as exciting, but um, I think the GPs. You know, we could we could take a lot of stuff from the GPs as far as like the the pits and and everything Wash like bays that steve brings up yeah, yeah 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 i think i think that the gps have like a really really professional look like they they it looks like a world-class sport you know i mean okay. i've never been there but yeah. even just from the outside <laughs> it that's what it, i get that's what the impression that i get you know so like that that's kind of really brought me into like i follow it really close you know like i said earlier um but yeah as far as lewis and um i just love all this stuff so yep. i just i always have time to listen to him so yeah all right logan my favorite moment during lewis phillips and this is nothing against lewis i love lewis was when steve asked if i had a million dollars could we have a gp in my backyard like that was that's where i laughed out loud a lot of people commented on that on the on youtube chat uh, but I liked, I thought that was really great. <laughs> and, uh, it just kind of keeps adding to Steve's mansion, his, the, the aura or the, whatever the, what's, I guess it's not aura, but you know what I'm saying? The, the idea of how big his place is. Yeah. He's, uh, yeah. Lewis seems pretty cool. Yeah, to say Travis is Lewis, Lewis uh, fan is an understatement. Yeah. He's a super fan. We, for uh, sure. <laughs> oh yeah. We, uh, we met Lewis at uh, Chipotle in, like, Temecula. Oh. And I, I had never put a face to Lewis. I've just heard him on the call show, and we're, like, standing in line, and Travis, like, his face just looks blue. <laughs> I boy for a minute. <laughs> and he just is like, he's like, Lewis Phillips? Or he said something to him. He's like, are you Lewis Phillips or something like that? And he just, oh, my God. You would have thought he just met, met the President of the United States. Holy shit. Oh, I'd he rather be Lewis Phillips. <laughs> yeah. yeah maybe that's not a good one yeah. but you know what I mean somebody really really famous yeah. somebody loves <laughs> I was kind of the same way with Lewis man I think I, and I'm not I'm not as big of a fan as Travis clearly is but I, I am a big <laughs> fan of Lewis on Pulp and like I said the energy and the passion he brings so I was super excited the first time I met him and every time I've talked to him since like I'm just like dude you're I, I love you man you're awesome so yeah I, I'm on board with that I think Lewis and and, uh, you know, Steve has talked about someday he's got to retire. Someday. Like, who's going to continue Pulp MX? And I think Lewis wants to move to the United States. And if Steve decides to overlook me for that position, then I think Lewis might be the next best thing because I think Lewis would be really good for our sport here in the, in the United States. So stay tuned. 
that could be a prediction. Lewis Phillips to one day take over Pulp Max. We'll see. I'm actually going to bring that accent. up. Something about the accent too just makes him sound much more knowledgeable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was that, uh, Travis? I'm glad you brought up the Lewis to America thing because, like, in a way that would make me happy, but in a way I would kind of be bummed out because I think that's, that's like, why I'm such a fan is because it's, like, a view from, like, the, you know, the other side Uh, of, of you know, of the world. And, like, I think then he would just be getting the same information and all that stuff. Interesting. that, that you know Steve gets or Weege gets or whoever so I think like he, he would end up it would end up having him be kind of the same you know he, it would be the same perspective so I, I think you. the part of the reason that I like him so much is because he's coming you know he's hearing stuff from probably different sources you know uh-huh. or or whatever so I think that's part of the reason why I'm such a big fan so like yeah it would be cool to have him here but at the same time I don't know maybe he would I don't. I don't want him to get Americanized. You know. Okay, that's a good. That's a good take. Okay, hadn't thought about it like that. All right, let's let's move on. Uh, I know, like I said, Logan's feeling bad, so we want to get through this thing. Um, we mentioned Kenny, who is on the struggle bus right now. Let's listen to this. Does Kenny get another podium this Supercross series? <laughs> Think about what you're asking that's and a, how fucking like. Gnarly. That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I say yes. Maybe. <laughs> I, uh, I, say, I, I say yes. Okay, dude, what is going on? What do you think's happening? I don't. I don't know, man. It sucks because he's so fucking good, <laughs> right? <laughs> but yeah. just in general, like it's he's just such a good rider. But it's just it's so strange to see him like legitimately struggle. Well, like my my brain's going like there's no way you can say no. Right? It's Kenny. And then my heart's like, well, not really. Like, I don't see it. But it's, it's. I mean, I have to say yeah, just because I feel like an idiot if I say no. Yeah. The absolute. Like, it seem right to even say it. All right. So this is a fun topic a little bit. I've got actually got an ongoing bet with Kristen Beat on Kenny podiums. So uh, we'll go to you first, Logan. Just does Ken get another podium? And like, it, how insane is it that this is even a question? Yeah. I mean, I'm kind of where they are. Like, you want to say yeah, but then you're like, well, I mean, looking at the last few races, it's kind of hard to say that. But, I mean, it's Kenny. I mean, Kenny could come out of Daytona and just dominate. He's just kind of so hit or miss. So, But, personally, I I don't think he gets another one. But, like I said, man, he could come out this weekend and, and win easy. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, okay. How about you, uh, Travis? Uh, yeah, I'm going to say he gets a podium and like, <clears throat> um, I mean, he rode great in practice this weekend. So I actually had him as my all-star in fantasy because I'm like, okay, this is the weekend. Like he's back. But, oh. uh, I was really let down on that. Yeah. But, um, it, I, it's sad. It's honestly sad. Like it hurts my, my heart to, to see him struggle like this because obviously something is wrong but it's like it's so weird it's so bizarre i can't think of anything like this because but at the same time like he has been in some he's been you know on the ground a lot yep yeah and it's kind of weird so i think 
is he riding bad? Yes. But is he riding as bad as his results seem? Maybe not. I, I think he's not riding. I think he's riding well enough to be five to seven, but he's getting, he's putting himself in bad positions and he's gotten cleaned out a few times this weekend. He got in a first turn thing. Like he's been on the ground a lot and he's, doesn't when he's on the ground i don't see him like he doesn't charge through the pack i watch him really close you know i've been watching him really close when he's when he's behind early and he just doesn't come through the pack that quick like it it took him like a long time to i think at anaheim when he got cleaned out in the sand by jason it took him a long time to get to like chiz you know like he's it's not getting through the pack that good and his urgency is definitely not there so it's just it's sad to see because I'm such a big Kenny fan. Like I want him to win, you know. But like I said earlier, it's kinda you can't really diagnose it. Yeah, I think man, like I I'm off the Ken train completely right now. Like I don't I don't see it getting fixed this season. And somebody I don't remember who it was made the comment like he's not happy with the bike and he's basically just riding around, you know, and I Part of me is like finds that a little disrespectful. Like if that's what he's doing, uh, his his interview on Pulp a month or so ago, where they asked, where Kiefer asked him like, "Hey, having Lars this year, like, how's that working for you? You know, what's that like?" And he was just basically like, "Yeah, you know, my team or whatever, my guy, my group talks to those. I don't deal with Lars or I don't deal with the team or whatever it was he said. I don't remember exactly. I was, I was like, man, I none of this feels good to me." Like, if you're going to be on a team like that, you should be, to me, there should be a re- relationship where you're re- you're interacting with your team manager. And, like, I didn't get a good vibe from that interview. And I've heard rumors that there's some things going on. I don't, I don't think I have the, I don't think I should talk about it because I don't know if it's accurate or not. But I hear personal stuff might be going on that for a lot of people, if this personal situation is happening, it could be pretty detrimental. Like it could be very difficult to overcome. So I don't know where it's at, where his head's at, but I, I'm not feeling any podiums for the rest of the season. Personally, I'm out. Now he could obviously prove me wrong, but that's where I stand. I think, I don't think he gets a podium. There's too many guys that are on point right now where Kenny's just not, whether it be the bike, whether it be, he's unhappy, whether it be something in his personal life, something like you say, Travis is not right. And I don't think they're going to fix it or figure it out in the next couple of weeks, personally. So we'll see. Yeah, but yeah. I actually, Go ahead. you saying that you you heard that maybe it's something in his personal life. I don't know what you're talking about. I haven't heard yeah. anything, but like, I wouldn't be surprised because that that is kind of just like it's so bizarre. Yes, it's like it, it you can't pinpoint it. So maybe it is something like that. Like something's really bothering him. Like you know and. It's just taken away from his racing because I still, I still think he's putting in the effort. I still think he wants to do well. I think so too. And yeah, so you, yeah, I don't know what you heard, but I could see that. Yeah, I've said on my show and this show like multiple times when we hear like the keyboard warriors that just go off on a rider, like this guy doesn't deserve a rider, or like with Eli last year coming in, and there all the questions were, is it the kid? Is it the wife? Is it this or that? And like you know. I personally, like if I'm having an argument with my wife or my girlfriend or whatever, I don't want to fucking go to work and perform. I want to deal with my problem. I like the way I'm wired. I don't, I'm not able to 
discompartmentalize. I don't think that's the right word, but you know what I'm saying? I can't separate. Like I can't go to work and be like, okay, shut off my personal life. It consumes me and it, and uh, man, I'm getting congested. I can't talk, but, uh, you know, and some people are that way, right? So maybe Kenny's one of those guys. Maybe there's something going on that he can just not get past right now. And, and that may not be the problem at all. But we don't give these guys the benefit or the the, the respect that they're human beings, as Kiefer's talked about, you know, home life, whatever, those things can affect you. It does not matter that he's a professional athlete getting paid millions. He's a human being, and there's something, seems to me, there's something going on that's affecting him, and it sucks. It's sad. Hopefully, he gets it figured out. Let's move on because we don't really know. Uh, we've discussed it. Let's talk about a few general topics, Logan, uh, from Monday. Steve says Daytona sucks, at, not as a racer, but as a media guy. He explained it, I think, in the review show. As a media guy, hard to see. The track's pretty far away. Uh, not easy to get access to. Would you agree or disagree? Um, I mean, it definitely is a bit more difficult doing some some things that he's talking about. But <clears throat> I think overall, as a race as for Daytona, I mean, as a spectator, I think it's a really cool race. As a rider, I it's probably one of my least favorite races because I mean, there's a reason I don't race pro motocross because <laughs> I don't I don't like sand. I don't like pretty much everything that Daytona is. But, okay, I mean, everything about Daytona is cool. Like, I mean, I like being down by the beach. Yeah. Uh, like this this weekend we're all uh, we're all pitching and getting a sick place on the water and oh yeah so I mean yeah Thanks for the invite like, <laughs> you can you can uh Dick. you can sleep a trap sleep a trap I'll stay I'll stay in Texas <laughs> that's all right uh, no but yeah I mean I see where he's coming from for sure but I overall I think it's pretty cool right? all right Travis Daytona yay or, um, nay? yay or nay yes cool race bad. You know, nay on the uh, spectator yeah. media, all that. Like, it's not, it's not the best. I got buddies but. that kind of go almost every year. Like, dude, you got to go to Daytona. I'm like, man, I, I'm limited on how many races I get to go to. Daytona's is probably not going to be one of them, unfortunately, because there's other ones that I think are better to go to. You know, I want to be. Able, I like to walk around the pits, and I like to. I like to be up in the press box and have a good view. And yeah, the Daytona thing just seems like a negative for me. Yeah, also the opening ceremonies there is really lame. Ah, uh, yeah, I can see that too. Yeah, it's not failed. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, all right. I'm looking at a couple. I'm cutting a few of these out. Fantasy changes. Travis, triple. Do you? I don't know if you play fantasy. I can't remember. But uh, Paul said with the triple crown, he feels like we should pick our make our picks before qualifying. And I brought up when I called in, but they never really touched on it with the triple crown. You know everybody that's going to be in the main before you get the pick. So you you're, you know your guy's going to be in the main event. There were some plus 16 handicaps. I think the handicaps need to be capped at a 10 for a triple crown. Do you have any thoughts on this? Um. Yeah, first of all, Darkseid, I'm a big fantasy guy. I I'm thought like, so. I'm like 100 uh, yeah. in the game right now. Oh, you're what? Big I'm, I'm in the top 100 or Oof. right around all 100. Right. We're, we're, you're, we're disconnecting <laughs> you right now. You're off. <laughs> but... uh. I actually do think that they should change it because, I mean, sometimes I feel like this weekend it actually saved me because I I feel like I didn't really put as much thought into my picks as I should have, but because I had you know so many sixteens and stuff, it kind of saved me from having like a necessarily a bad weekend. Oh you yeah, know? I had my best I felt week like I ever. Didn't choose the yeah, I ch- I felt like I didn't choose the best team, but 
it was fine because I had so many safe, sure bets that it really didn't affect my score that much. Yeah. So, I mean, in that way, I, I, I appreciated it this weekend, but, uh, you know, in general, yeah, I think it should be maybe 10 is a little low. Like, I don't know. I don't think your guy 12. should automatically get double points. All right, fine. 11. Okay. All right. <laughs> I'll go. I can go with 11. All right, fair but, enough. So, because I mean, like I said, it benefited me also, but it sort of took the fun out of like I might fail. I might not have a full team. Like that's the nerves of the game. The th- the part that we hate is also the part that I love. I don't want to know all my guys are going to score high points. I want to be like, I mean, what's the point of fucking playing? You know. So yeah. I, I think that needs to be fixed. Logan, do you play? Do you care? Yeah, um, I usually play in the outdoors. I don't play during Supercross. Okay. Um, but I mean, actually, I did play. So Travis made a team, and I have an account with everything because I play the national. So I just made a team. I don't pay for anything, but I made a team on a Thursday. Forgot I made a team and went back and realized <laughs> I made a team on Monday. Yeah. And I got 26 overall in the whole game. What the F? <laughs> and that was the week Trav got like. 21st or something, and I got 26. So we're, we're I hate both of you. Like, we were cruising home yeah. for, I don't remember what race. It was like 82 or something. I was like, yeah, that's pretty sick. Yeah, I hate both of you. <laughs> All right. Showdown. Just give me a name. Christian Craig or Jet? Uh, Logan. Me. I think I'm going to win. Perfect. I like that better. Travis, <laughs> Christian Craig, Jet, or Logan? Logan. <laughs> Logan. All right. All right, let's go. <laughs> yeah. Guess I know who I'm putting on no. my team at the showdown. I'll say Craig. All right. Travis. I'm gonna I'm gonna go I'm gonna go Jet just because I think he's the the you know better rider as far as raw speed. Okay. I'm team Christian, so that's all right. So uh boys, Tra- Travis, do I look more trustworthy, masculine, and less creepy, like Paul says. With the short hair, mm, yeah, yeah, I guess. But like I told you in person, <laughs> like I still think you look the same, right? Okay, well, you're one of the few that feel that way. But I, I kept getting, um, I look younger, look better, blah blah blah, whatever. I, I, mean, I guess a little younger, but I'll I still think like your facial, like you don't look any different, like yeah. looking at your face. You know, well, I mean. <laughs> Brady Bowers and Kylie, they haven't like ended up in my DMs yet, so it ain't working. <laughs> I think <laughs> you know what? I take that back. Would... Riley DM'd me today. It wasn't anything great, but it was she did DM me to ask me to repost something, but I don't think that has anything to do with my hair. Uh, maybe maybe she wouldn't have sent that if it was for your hair. There you go. There you go. All right. <laughs> maybe she would have thought you were too creepy. Yeah. No. Anyway, <laughs> maybe assholes. <laughs> for 22 years, Seal Savers has offered the ultimate protection to the off-road industry. Seal Savers is the first and original fork seal protection that protect your forks from dirt, dust, rocks, sand, and mud. Seal Savers will always continue to innovate and improve, which is what led to the development of the easy-to-install Zip-On Seal Savers. Not only do they have a full line of products for your motorcycle, Seal Savers has essential products that are crucial for the performance of your side-by-side and also your mountain bike. Seal Savers is the ultimate protection. Enter the, po- the code PULP25 for 25% off on Seal Savers. That's really cool, man. I appreciate those guys helping out. All right, lots of talk about 250 guys moving up to 450s. This was throughout the entire night. This topic kept getting brought up. Where are they going to go? Whether or not it's a factory ride or bust, let's listen to this audio. 
what is wrong with a bike like Justin Brayton's? Good suspension. Look, if Phil got good suspension from KYB, you could be damn sure Jeremy Martin could get good suspension, okay? He's J-Mart. Good suspension, twisted doing your motors, a Moto Concepts ride or, you know, um, a Rocky Mountain ride or one of these things where the 450 is is very close, maybe not everything of a factory bike, and then you, you ride your balls off, which J-Mart can do, and you get to a factory ride. When you look at who's who's signed right now in the 450 class, and I think there's going to be some people moving around at the end of this yeah, year. Wouldn't you too. guys agree? Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I agree. Absolutely. Um, there's some good guys that might retire, but there's also some good guys that if they get the right deal, maybe they won't retire. You know, would a satellite off, uh, team be pretty good? Uh, it's something that I'm considering, and uh, I was kind of going to yeah. wait till I get like four or five rounds in. Win and you get the ride. These guys saying, I need a factory ride before I move up. Like, guess what? Like, I need 14 supermodels to bang. I'm, doesn't mean I'm going to get it. Like, <clears throat> like you know, like Larry Ward, Tim Ferry, like you, these guys had to start with privateer rides, and they worked their way into factory rides. It certainly has happened for many guys. You cannot tell me. You look at Chiz on a stock bike and what he's doing every every main event. You give a guy good suspension, which these guys can all get. You know, Justin Cooper, Jeremy <clears throat> Martin, they can make a phone call and get good level suspension. Motor, no problem. Anybody can do the motor. They can literally build themselves into a factory ride. Just you just got it. You just got it. You can do it on a four hundred and fifty. You you just need to do it, and it's not impossible to sit back and just be like, "I'm not moving up until I get a factory ride." Like, guess what, man? Might yeah, never happen. Guys that we're talking about this year that don't have a chance, they have to move up. Yeah. It's different when you you have eligibility and you choose to make five hundred grand riding two hundred and fifty. Yeah, but I agree. Of, yeah, yeah, but if you want to move up. Yeah, but why would like why okay, would you well, ever want to move up when well, there is a, a paying job where you can win races? I don't care if you're 40 years old. If Star offers you 200 grand to come and win the 250 class, I don't care how old you are. If you have a a contract in front of you for $250,000 plus win bonuses that you can actually win, yeah, or you know, here's what? your expenses to get to the races. Well, uh, okay, like first, that, that, that's yeah. I think those are. A Rocky Mountain, a Moto Concepts, <clears throat> a deal like Chiz has, those are not expenses. You know, Chiz is making money from gear and helmet and neck braces and getting all yeah. expenses paid for. You know what I mean? So, you know how you make more, more, more than 250 grand? You, 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 you do well in 450s. That's how you do it. That's how you make a lot sure. more money. Travis, man, this is a, a good topic. I don't agree with Steve so much. I think he's way too, it's like too cut and dry for him, and I don't know why he's so adamant about this. Like, I don't give a shit if Christian Craig stays in the 250 class forever you know if he's got a con and i agree with paul those guys okay hey if you're going to make if somebody's going to offer you all this money to do that and you have this guaranteed ride i mean these guys are in it for it's a business man i mean they're they're trying to earn a living racing dirt bikes uh you know and, and his point of like okay move up to a rocky mountain team and earn a factory ride that's a good point in a perfect world but it doesn't always work out and if you're guaranteed like paul says all this money in the 250 class and I, I don't have a problem with it. I'm not sure why this is such a thing like you know that's got Steve so wrought up all the time. Uh, where do you stand on it? Yeah, it's a tough situation, I guess. But um, I I would say like Steve even bringing it up to Jmart that like the idea of like going. Maybe not to like a Rocky Mountain, but like just doing it on his own or something like yeah. that. I feel like that's almost like disrespectful to Jmar because he's such a better rider than you know. He shouldn't if if he were ha- to have to do something like that. I think that's there's a bigger problem because Jmar is 
I mean, he's got a single digit, you know, he's good. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's tough to say because Steve also brought up something that kind of, I was shocked when he, he threw this number out was he said something like, what does Savachi make? Like 70. And I was like, I was kind of thrown off by that. Like I would think Savachi's making a lot more than that. Maybe not a lot more, but he's definitely in six figures, you know, or he should be at least I, that's what I would think. Um, so it, yeah, when you, if that's true and then you got two fifty guys that are making, you know, more than that, it, it just doesn't make sense. Honestly, if, yeah, if yeah. you're just racing your dirt bike, because that's what you want to do and you want to make a living at it. It doesn't even make sense to, you know, take something where you're, you know, making way less money. Yeah. I think Logan, I agree with that. Like, you know, if I'm in those shoes and I keep using this reference, so I'm Christian Craig, let's say, and I'm, I don't know if I'm guaranteed 250,000 a year for racing 250 class, or I can take a chance to go four fifties. The likelihood of me actually winning a championship is pretty slim, right? There's nothing many guys that do that. Uh, you know, maybe I don't make as much, but I mean, I, I just stay in the 250 class then. I mean, I don't, I don't know, man. Maybe that's not the championship way to, you know, uh, mentality or whatever, but fuck, I mean, I'm trying to race dirt bikes and make some money. Yeah, I agree 100%. I mean, if you're going to get a salary from a 450 team for like 50 grand or a salary from a, you know, star racing for 250 grand and have a chance of winning the title, I mean, I kind of think you'd be stupid to take the 450 deal if you're going to make that much more money in the 250 class, plus with win bonuses and everything like that. Um, yeah, I mean, I think guys at their level, I mean, they're, they're chasing a paycheck. I mean, obviously they want to they do good and, you know, make as much money as they can for the family. Yep, I think so. Uh, yeah, again, I'm not sure why this is something to fire Steve up so much, but he's passionate about it. So, hey, more power to him. We all have our opinions. Uh, let's see, I had a few things. There was a couple good points on that that I just want to touch on real quick. Uh, Caslu said that you know once you're you get to a factory ride, you kind of bounce around those circles. You know, go from one team to the other, and if you go to a satellite team, it's very hard to move up. I think those are good points that fall into this topic that need to be taken into consideration. So, if a guy say J Mart were to go to Rocky Mountain it might be difficult to go from Rocky Mountain to factory, whatever. So I think those things all have to be taken into consideration. Also, I want to move on to Will Hahn. Uh, Will is always fun. He's all, you know, his relationship with Steve is great. The, the middle finger flip off game, the idea Logan that like Steve is outside the truck and texted, uh, uh, will that, Hey, my buddy's outside. That's on will. Will should have known better. He should have saw that shit coming. And then the fact that, like, this thing is getting so, not out of hand, but the fact, like, Will hiding in the theater ahead of time, planning this thing out with the people that run the theater, and then it fell through. Like, this flip-off game is going to go next level. I love hearing every week the, like, what happened. Like, I, I, I look forward to Monday night Steve talking about it or Will coming on and updating me, at least, on who won and how it went down. Yeah, that seems uh, it seems pretty fun. Actually, I want to start playing with a couple of my buddies. Right? That would be, yes, it'd be really fun, like on track walk and you know walking through the pits and stuff. To, uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, it's, it's pretty funny. It seems uh, seems cool. It's good. Will was great. Uh, not a lot of notes on him. Um, let's see here. Uh, Travis, how about this? Nick, my buddy Nick from Moto Limited, called in, and his question just 
real simple question. Does March Banks beat Troll on a 450? Everybody in studio pretty much said yes. Do you agree? Control? <laughs> it, it's funny that you say that, actually. We have discussed this a lot, how okay. Garrett's going to do this weekend, because Logan's kind of tight with uh, Garrett, so we, we've talked about this a lot. Um, as far as him v. Troll... Yeah, I think he's got troll. Honestly, I don't. I don't even think it's a question. Almost, I think it's. I think he's definitely got troll. That, that's quick, man. I, I think so too. I don't know if. Eh, uh, yeah, I was gonna say I don't know if it was as easy as you just said, but maybe I just want to have more faith in Troll Train than that. So, March. <laughs> think, so you guys think March Banks is going to be good on the four fifty? Then you said you've discussed it. What's the overall? What's the overall thought on on March Banks on a four fifty? I think he's around Dino. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. Man, there's some good guys in that class. Man. We yeah. talked. I sent Garrett a Snapchat. I was like, how are we, how are we going to do in the 450 class? Yeah. <clears throat> or, or I forget what I said. I was like, I was like, I think you'll be 9 to 12. <clears throat> and he was like, he was a little offended by that. He was like, are you serious, bro? I'm like, Garrett, <laughs> like, look at the top. Look at the top nine guys in qualifying. Yeah. He's like, he's like, no, I can, I can do it. I'm like, all right, prove me wrong. I like his confidence. I, mean, I, I hope he does better than that. But, I mean, realistically, I see him, like Travis said, I, I, I see him around like Dean Wilson. I, I think, he, obviously, he's got good uh, good memories from Daytona. Obviously, rides are good. So, yeah, we'll see if he gets out to a good start. Who knows? And it's going to be interesting. But, like, the, the topic on Dino a couple of weeks ago, they were talking about where he should be. And I was like, like if you look at the guys in front of Dean or right behind Dean, you're talking about usually like Brayton, Marvin's been down there a couple times at the early rounds. I think Eli might have been down there. You know, a Mookie, Barsha, like, yeah, I'm, I don't see Marchbanks or Dino like, like, yeah, they can beat those guys, but consistently and like guaranteed saying, oh, they're going to beat them. No way, man. Those guys are too good. The top 10 is just too damn good to be like, okay, I can definitely beat this guy every time and be in the top 10. I think it's, like you say, around Dino, I can see that. I'm going to put March Banks, I'm going to put him at 11th. So, sorry, Mark Garrett. I'm put him at 11th at Daytona. Those who ride dirt bikes, motorcycles, ATVs, and UTVs know Motorsport is the best place for OEM and aftermarket parts, riding gear, and accessories. Motorsport.com's dedicated team of gearheads have the knowledge and expertise to help get your ride working at peak performance and have you looking good, too. Whether you race on the track, ride on the trails, or commute on the street, make your next ride your best ride only at Motorsport.com. Travis, you ever order something from Motorsport? Yeah, I just ordered something from Motorsport on Monday. I got it today. Did you use the... something uh, for my bike. I overnighted it. Nice. Here, or a two-dated, or whatever yeah. I did. <laughs> and they got they got really good prices on quick shipping it. Yeah, over there. So, did you use yeah. the uh, shout out to Motorsport? Did you use the uh, the widget or whatever it's called on Pulpmex so you so they get a part of it? Uh, next question. Okay, next time use that widget, man. So Steve gets a, <laughs> Steve needs more money. You know he's got to keep that place heated and cooled. I know. I <laughs> got, I got to be better. All right, Race Tech rant. Use pulp code. I think it's pulp twenty two to save at Race Tech. Steve race, Steve's rant, we're skipping that. We're going right into Paul's rant. I got a feeling I know what Uh-oh. Paul's rant could be right now. What it? 
Uh, big controversy oh. during the commercial break. <laughs> we got Chipotle on the commercial break for mm-hmm. dinner. Uh, Paul gets a side of salad dressing because that's what he likes to, he has to. to put in his bowl or his has burrito. We're trying to sell the dressing, right? Like Tits said, oh, I've never had it. I was like, you've never had it? I was like, it's it's amazing. You should try it. Here, I have two. Please try it. He's got a brand new clean fork sitting there. We haven't, like, you know, started eating or nothing yet. I was like, yeah, try the salad dressing. You'll really like it. Homie dicks, dips his finger in it. Straight in it. After finger fucking the keyboard over here and who, who, whatever else, sticks his whole finger in the dressing. That's his dressing now. It's not mine no more. Oh, he had two. S- still, stuck his finger in the dressing. Oh, fuck. Uh, I'm fine with it. Yes. I, really? I'm, I'm fine with it. You're I, fine with it. It's, but I'll tell you this. All right, I'm sticking my finger in your food next time. Okay. Good. Okay. Here, here's fine. the thing. I'm put fine with my, it. I'm going to put it in my asshole no. first, too. <laughs> Please don't do that. No, no, one, no one does that. You can't, there. you can't take the... I don't know what he's doing over there. He's but blocked. you know he's not sticking up his ass. How do you, he you could be finger-fucking his asshole over there. I, I would still eat it, but asking someone to try something and then them sticking your finger in is fucking weird also. Thank you. <laughs> I know tits, so like I feel like I would have been okay with it. At a Christmas <clears> party, <throat> you will hang out by the dip, dip it, eat your chip, and go back in. <laughs> Well, first of all, there's I a. I think I'm a double dip. When you're trying to, oh, yeah. Are you serious? To, like, are you double dipping? Yeah, I think so. This is why we have a pandemic. See, you know, I, the whole thing. I, I, I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't go out of my way to like consciously do it, but I think I do. Like, it's, I eat the chip and yeah. like, oh, this chip is still big enough for another scoop yeah. of salsa. I would yeah. probably go. Again. I feel like I'm doing it too, double dipping. All right, couple things here, guys, and I'll go to you first, Logan. The first thing. The fact that Steve would be okay with that, with as weird as Steve is with shit and talking to other people, people coming to his house, like Steve has all these unusual, like he almost doesn't like people, but he would be okay with somebody sticking their finger in his food. I don't believe, like I find that impossible to believe. I feel like that would be Steve's biggest rant ever. The fact that he said he'd be okay with it blew me away. But where do you stand overall on this whole situation, double dipping, finger in food, et cetera, et cetera? So I think if you're around people you don't know, <clears throat> I would not think about doing that. Right. But like if I'm around like some people that I know, my buddies, family, whatever, I would do it without even thinking twice about it. <laughs> like if Travis, yeah. if Travis had some salsa or something I wanted to try, I'd stick my finger right in it. And right. I don't think he would think twice about it even, to be honest. But, like, around people that I don't know, like, no, probably not. Around, yeah, like, strangers, no. Yeah, I, Travis, like, I called in earlier or later, I think, and they asked me about it. And, like, I kind of made the mention, like, it's, I don't know what's different about double dipping other than, I mean, because your fingers are on the chip. You're holding the chip. Like, I'm talking about, like, a Mexican restaurant, right? You get the bowl of chips. You got the universal bowl of chips. Sometimes it's a universal bowl of salsa. You put your finger in or your hands in the bowl and you grab a chip. You touch another chip that somebody else is going to grab later. And it doesn't seem as weird as sticking your finger in somebody's salad dressing, but it's not that much different. Um, I don't know, man. Where do you, where do you stand? Yeah, I don't, I mean, I don't really think it's that bad. I mean, <laughs> I guess it depends. Like weird. Said, I, I I agree with what Logan said. I guess it depends because there's some people I have friends that if they I wouldn't want I wouldn't go back if they stuck their fingers in. <laughs> right. But I also Certain have people. friends that I don't really care. You know. Who are these friends? <laughs> what, what friend would you not eat after their finger was in your shit? <laughs> uh, I have a friend go ahead. named Randy that I probably wouldn't. Randy's so, nasty. About, He'll he'll never listen to this, so it's fine. I'll call him out. Uh, What's wrong with Randy's finger? What's wrong with what? 
What's wrong with Randy's finger? Exactly. What's wrong with his fingers? Does he pick his nose? I'll I'll show you a Snapchat of him someday. <laughs> okay. Of his fingers? You just have photos no, of, of him in general. Of uh, him in general. Randy's nasty. <laughs> so nasty. I don't know. This was a fun topic, though. I liked it. This tits was, just, you know, they they put a Twitter poll up, and tits just was like, yeah, these people are just germaphobes or idiots. So I thought that was that was a fun race tech rant. Steve's was kind of boring. I didn't really care, but the Paul's was great. It's Paul was just out like he couldn't believe no no double. Uh, but he did say like, okay, maybe if it was Cast Lou, you know, because again, I guess that goes back to what you guys are saying. If they're your your boys, you're you're tight with, or your family, like man, I fucking I'll wipe my granddaughter's nose, you know, when she's got a runny nose in my fingers, and it's like whatever, it's not gross, but I'm not gonna like I'm not gonna come clean Logan's nose next time I see him if I see snot running down. It's just I guess it's all dependent on who it is, but um, yeah, the finger though, it's just weird that you'd stick a finger in your food. Again, I don't see it being that much different than grabbing chips though. Like I can't figure out why I feel like it's so different, but it is to me. Good times. Uh, the trivia game. Not not the most exciting of the games they've ever had, Travis. Uh, Paul wins the trivia again, wins the skosh, shares with his buddy, Caslu. Uh, but, yeah, not the, not my favorite game they've ever done. No, not the most exciting thing, but I, I like to nerd out, and so I'm down yeah. for some trivia. <laughs> okay. I like that Steve had to leave the studio to go get his notes in the gym. You know, and that that was a good topic. Uh, yeah, yeah, that was good. That made me laugh. I th- I thought he just got frustrated for a sec because I was like I was writing in my notebook, and then he's like he's just gone. I was like, oh, I looked up and he was gone. And I'm like I don't think I've ever seen Steve just disappear in the middle of the show before. But that was good. Uh, tweet at tits, tits segment. What do you guys like in a podium interview? Uh, Travis, you first. Like I don't care about the sponsor reads. I understand it needs to be done. I like some personality. I like some, uh, maybe, you know, some discussion of what they saw in the race with the other riders. What do you like? I just like to hear like emotion, you know, like yeah. that these guys care, you know, like, cause it just seems like they don't, you know, so many guys, I mean, some guys do, but there's a lot of guys who it's like, they, they can't even take a, a minute to appreciate a podium. You know, and it's like, that's so badass that you're on the podium and you just don't even care, you know? So, um, take it for you, granted. I really, yeah, I really appreciate when there is somebody who gets a win or gets on the podium for the first time or something. They're like, really, you can tell like how happy they are, you know? So I think that's cool. And, and that's, it's kind of rare. Yeah. Uh, Logan, how about you, man? Anything in particular, anything that stands out for you when you see a podium interview that you like or dislike? Um, <laughs> yeah, kind of what Travis said. I like seeing, I like seeing a lot of emotion. I think that's, uh, that's cool. I can really relate to that. Like, I mean, if you, if you, you were at Arlington, right? Like yeah. when you, like when I qualified, like I was so pumped and like, I love seeing that stuff in the bleachers, like seeing some guys like make their first two video main event. Like I always run over there, even if I don't even know them and congratulate them. Cause like, I know how good that feels like making your first one. Killer. I love it. So, I love it. I guess, I guess it's emotion, yeah. Yeah. I know, like, cool. All right, a couple more things. We're about to wrap this thing up. The question came up, does Phil Nicoletti get a podium? I don't think so, and that bums me out. Logan, yes or no? Uh, I'd say no. Travis? I mean, unless, oh, unless possibly a couple of guys get hurt, but yeah. I think there's, there's four or five really good guys, you know? Right. Travis? 
Um, I'm going to say no also, but it does suck that he crashed this weekend because it would have been awesome. To, I think he would have for sure had a top five overall, and I think that would have been really good for Phil, and that would have been cool to see. I agree. Um, but for him to get on the podium, eh, ah, I, don't, I just don't think that's going to happen. I think but it's I unlikely. Do think he'll get, yeah, I, I think he'll get some top fives, you know? Yeah. That, that, and that'd be great for him. That's great. I mean, I hope he does yeah. do that. I like Phil a lot. He's he's a lot of fun. I got to spend uh, when Steve was talking about them being in the Club MX truck, and at the, at the end of the night before the race has started, you know, at the end of the pits before the pits closed, I was in there too. So I got to enjoy a lot of that conversation of them busting balls and making fun of the tall pegs and all that. And that was a, a, I just love Phil. He's just great. I love his his negativity. That's sort of. It's funny. It's not like he's not just he's not as grumpy as people say. He just sounds negative and he's fun. I like Phil a lot. I like to see good things happen to him. Uh, I want to give a shout out, even though I'm an X brand guy, Charles Caslew, 100% goggles, pulp, pulp code pulp 22 to save at 100%. Uh, he actually hooked me up. X brand does not have high end sunglasses. He helped, hooked me up with that that code today, and I ordered some sunglasses from uh, or actually yesterday from 100%. And I appreciate Caslew for that. I want to give a shout-out to Stephen Hall. He helps me out along with Nick Steele on notes for this wrap-up show. He gives me timestamps and very detailed notes where I can go back and find stuff that I may have missed. And he was actually the caller that called in and told Steve that he likes the Re-Raceables podcast and how much he liked Jim Hawley last week. So he called in, uh, another Australian guy. Thank you for all your help and uh, that you do, Steve. So appreciate you. A bunch of new drops this week. I don't know if you guys caught them. We got the uh, anal bleaching and a bunch of Holly stuff over and over and over. How do you feel about the drops, Travis? You a big drops guy? Oh, I love the drops. Yeah. Like, well, the drops are one thing that literally makes me like laugh out loud sometimes. So, yeah, I think they add a lot to the show. The new drops, um, they're funny, but I'm going to be honest, actually, I didn't. I didn't finish the last hour of last week's show. I still got to go back and do that. So oh, yeah, I was a loop on, on on those. Yeah, I know. I love yep. Kiefer After Dark, and I need to listen to it. Yeah, you got to. That was one of the best maybe hours of, like, that Kiefer After Dark was fantastic. And I cut a shit ton of audio from that. And I think that's where, Travis, a lot of those drops you hear, going to get myself in trouble, come from me. Because every week when I'm cutting audio for this wrap-up, I find those drops and I send them to Travis which actually at the beginning of this episode and every episode, there's about two minutes of just drops. It's funny shit from that show before we even get rolling. So there's a lot of good drops this week. Like we heard some of them, Paul saying things about sticking your finger in your ass, all that. That's all cut up. So uh, hopefully we'll have some more drops coming soon. Uh, last thing. Let's see. That's it. Okay. So I want to thank motorsport.com, Guts Racing, Michelin Bicycle Tires, Seal Savers, for supporting this wrap-up show. I also want to thank all the sponsors of Pulp Mex, including X-Brand, Fly Racing, Renthal, etc., etc. Sponsored deal tabs at pulpmexshow.com. There's links. There's discount codes. If there's a product you've heard about and you don't see a link or a discount code, use the contact form on Pulp Mex, and Steve will generally find something to help you out if he can. He'll get you in touch with somebody. Uh, so support all those sponsors that support him. Without supporting the sponsors, these podcasts don't happen. So do that. Questions, comments, concerns, criticisms for this show, hit me up, darkside at pulpmex.com. Before we go, Logan, uh, anything that we missed that maybe you thought was great that you wanted to touch on? 
Uh, no, dude, not really. I feel like you pretty much touched on, touched on everything. Perfect. How about you, Travis? Anything I missed? No, I I agree. I think we touched on everything. We actually touched on some things I was hoping we touch, we would touch on. So we're good. Good deal. Well, Logan and Travis, I appreciate you guys coming on. Logan, especially you're feeling bad, uh, you know, so you didn't have to do this. I appreciate you sticking sticking through it, man. An hour and a half is kind of a long time when you feel like crap. Uh, but thank you, both of you, and good luck this weekend, and we're out. Why would you want to re-talk about the Pulp Show? See you.